Blog Talk Radio. It wasn't fun. <laughs> it just wasn't fun. 
Um, the only good news is the, the Bears lost, and so did uh, the Steelers, so none of these guys can get on the show and give me a hard time. The other good news is the Giants and Redskins both lost and are. If they weren't already eliminated last week, they're eliminated now. They they cannot win the division. They cannot get into the playoffs. As a matter of fact, they can't even have a, a tie record with the Cowboys at this point. So that was a little bit of happiness in the weekend. But man, that was a rough that was a rough game to watch. They just didn't they just didn't show up. But anyway, uh, I had to get, let me bring in. I you know I I have so many ways that I could introduce this guy. Uh, all I say is it was great to spend some time with him last week have him around, you know what I mean, and do the show with him live as we did last week, um, and, and certainly watching the game and eating our food. And it was good. It was a good, it was a good week to have him home. And I'm sorry he had to go, but, you know, it's the way life is, I guess. But uh, he's back here with us tonight, uh, co-host, my younger brother from the ATL and another huge Dallas Cowboy fan, JB. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, and definitely was great being home. Um, enjoyed every minute of it. Only part that I didn't enjoy was having to leave. So uh, I echo your same sentiments, and then some. There you go. There you go. Yeah, as I informed the, the esteemed fans out there, uh, K Star will not be joining us tonight. Um, and last I knew, um, Doctor Strange sometimes he runs a little late. Um, he's on the West Coast. We start at eight East Coast time five West Coast time, which kind of coincides with when he's getting out of work. So sometimes he runs a few minutes late, but I'm pretty sure that um, that he'll be joining us momentarily. And I'm just checking to make sure that I didn't miss a message saying he wasn't joining us. All right. Um, yeah, but let's just, let's just jump right into, uh, you know, some of the news around some of the – what's going on at NFL this week. Um, we heard that Ray Rice won his appeal. And uh, pretty much they said what we've been saying, uh, or some of us on this show have been saying, which the bottom line is it appeared that he was punished twice, uh, twice for, same, for the same event, uh, offense, so to speak. And um, that's just not okay. I mean, in this, in this country, that's double jeopardy, and that's not allowed. You, you know, the biggest example I can give that to you in real life is, you know, many, many, many people think O.J. Simpson uh, committed those murders. Um, and he did get convicted, but he didn't get convicted of, of, of murder. He is in jail, but he is not in jail due to murder. <laughs> he can never be tried for that crime again. That's double jeopardy. Uh, he can come out and confess and say, I did it, and he, no, no one can do a thing about it. You can bring a video of him actually doing it, and they can't do anything legally to him. That's double jeopardy. Um, and so they reviewed the Ray Rice uh, situation, and determined that he was punished twice for one offense, and it was not okay. And if you've watched any of the news over the last couple of days, they've been making a little little media around more his wife than him, but uh, she's been on a Today Show, and she got interviewed on ESPN, and Ray Rice himself was on a Today Show, along with um, Janae Rice's uh, mother and father. And, um, you know, it, it really, I thought the interviews were done really well, and uh, but, you know, but now the question, I guess, JB, would be um, if you caught the interview, if you had any thoughts on the interview, and do you think there's a team out there this year, you know, in this last quarter that could use a running back to help them get into the playoffs? And I guess the bigger picture is, and I know I'm giving you a lot that you want, do you think Ray Rice returns to the NFL? 
Um, to, to start off, unfortunately, I've been running around like a madman as usual, so I did not get a chance to check in any of the um, the, the interviews that he had, unfortunately. I do intend to, at some point, take a look at that. But getting to the ultimate question, which is really what everybody wants to know, is are we going to see him suit up this year? And, and if we do see him suit up, where is he going? And that's a really good question. Um there are teams out there that I think could use his services. Are they willing to take along the baggage that comes with him, even though he's been um, basically stated that he can go and sign and play at any given moment? Um, I think if the one team that comes to mind is the Colts. Uh, Trent Richardson hasn't been the, the player that they thought he was going to be. They got rid of Donald Brown and let him go in free agency. Um Bradshaw is, is on IR. He's out for the rest of the year. Um, Daniel Heron had a pretty decent game, if, if I'm not mistaken, but you need some, some kind of depth. That would be the first first team I would look to if he's going to play this year. I just don't think he's going to play this year. Um, I, I think even though they could use him, something tells me that they, they they're going to shy away from it and stick with what they have. You know, I'm going to answer that from a different perspective. I don't know where he's going to end up. You and I talked about this last week, um, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, when you were home. And, you know, Colts is certainly a team. I, I even mentioned the Broncos as a possibility with um, some of their uncertainty at running back. Um, I think there's a lot of teams. The guy's 26 years old, going to be 27. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, comparison to Mark Murray's 26. Okay, Adrian Peterson's 29, you know. So um, there's a lot of teams that could use him if he's got something left in the tank. Now, I think the question is, forget the incident. The guy hasn't played football in eight weeks. I think he played one game this year, if I remember correctly. Um, or actually, I'm not even sure if he did that. Um, I have to go back and see that he played. Did he actually play in one game this year? I think he might have got one game in. Um, before he was suspended, I, I have to go back and look. But regardless, that's now actually more than eight weeks ago. Now we're talking pretty much three months ago. Um, last season, he wasn't lighting it up either. So first question is, what does he have left in the tank? Let's just assume the man's got something left in the tank. Um, it would be a travesty for him not to get a chance to play. And the fact that it's been five days, four or five days since the announcement, and no one, no takers, and even a couple of teams that had told so many NFL insiders that they were interested, um, that they were considering and asked to not be identified. There is a, there is a, a concern of the backlash of signing this guy. There's a concern of that. And I have a huge problem with that, not from the team perspective, but from anyone that would give a team the backlash this man um, has done everything he was asked to do. He, he was wrong for what he did. He, no one is disputing that and debating that. But the court of public opinion always feels like it has a right to impose its own penalty. I got into this discussion, um, and we're going to talk about the Rams player situation. I got into this discussion with someone, and I brought up the fact that, and you know, I hate to keep, for some reason I'm on an O.J. Simpson kick, but um, here was a guy that was acquitted and went to try to earn a living and couldn't 
because everywhere he went, there were protests, you know, boycotting the events that he was going to as a Hall of Fame professional football player. Um, and I had a problem with that. Forget, forget your opinion on whether he did it or not. The legal system acquitted him, and the man could not go out and earn a living. And it wasn't even because people wouldn't hire him. It was because the court of public opinion felt that it was their right to not just not go to the event, but then to go and make it difficult for him to earn a living. And I have a funny feeling, just as Michael Vick has faced it, uh, faced it for a while and still to this day faces it when he went to New York, my God, he was crushed in the media for going to New York. I think that's going to be the biggest problem right there, not talent, not team interests, teams not wanting to deal with the backlash of someone uh, who committed an act of domestic violence and then the, the, the NFL fans feel that he got off light and so now they're going to create problems for him, even though the guy did everything that he was supposed to do. I've got a problem with that. Jay, am I am I insane or or, or, or are you following me, feeling me on this? No, actually I am following you because, and I agree, he did everything that he was supposed to do. And I think what folks don't seem to understand is it's the way the NFL as a whole handled the entire situation. If they had came in right off the bat and levied the penalty of being uh, suspended for a full year, now that that's that's etched in stone, I got it. But when they suspended him for two games and then looked at the footage and then decided to suspend him indefinitely, that's where the problems occurred. And I think that's where people are going to have their 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 energy uh, fueled from because they're going to look at that tape and they're going to think just how bad of a person he is. And and I'm and trust me, we've already beat that dead horse. What he did was absolutely wrong. Do not condone that at all. It's just the way that. The situation was handled outside of what he had done to rectify it. That's the problem that people should focus on, also. And you know, you said you didn't see the interviews, so make a make a point to check them out because you know. Um, and I hate to, you know, play the race card, but Janae Rice said something rather profound. She said, you know, Matt Lauer asked her, "Has this ever happened before?" And do you believe it will ever happen again? She said, no, this has never happened before. He has never done any. He's never put his hands on me before. We've never had this type of problem before. We were both under the influence and things got carried away. But nothing like this has ever happened before. Now, you know, if if you research domestic violence and you look up the battered uh, woman syndrome, that's the exact answer that a battered woman will give you. Because um, she's afraid, so so I can hear the pundits out there saying sure, but what she said next is not the answer a battered woman to give you. It's the answer a black woman gives you when she said, "Let him put his hands on me again." Now <laughs> she came out and said, "Oh no, this ain't gonna happen again." I, I, I didn't let Ray. I let Ray know straight up, this ain't happening. Again. And Mama was sitting right next to her. Okay, so this wasn't just her talking. Mama was sitting right next to her. Mama shook her head and said, oh, no, no, no. She was not raised to, uh, to tolerate this type of behavior. This will not happen again. Now, if you're seeing that, as I thought, I have no doubt in my mind that this will not happen again. And she has already done her due diligence and feels very comfortable 
that this was a one-time, got carried away, both drinking, and you don't justify it, but she says, hey, I know this ain't going to happen again. Because if it does, <laughs> whatever happens, they ain't going to be together. Mm-hmm. But, but to me, if I'm whatever team I am and I see that and the wife is coming out supporting her husband, what more do you need? She's not hiding. She's she not sitting there. She's saying, supporting my husband, this ain't going to happen again. I got my mom here. I got my dad here. They showed the second part of the interview with the, the uh, then Ray came in, the kids, and or I don't know who's kids, uh, older, maybe it's her sister, I don't know, but older people there. And they had the interview, and, you know, Ray said, he just pretty much said everything he's supposed to say. So to me now, it's time to move on. It's time to let it go. It's time to, you know, lesson was learned. He made a mistake. Um, they did acknowledge that they have brought an awareness to domestic violence um, that maybe it wasn't quite the same before this, and if that was the benefit of going through it, well, we'd rather not go through it, but we accept that. But now it's time to move on. It's time now. Let's, let's let it go. It's no longer news. Now let's get him back to playing football. He deserves a chance to play in the NFL. And if a team says, I don't think he's got enough gas in the tank, he didn't look that great last year, he hasn't played this year, we don't want him, I got no problem with that. That's a football evaluation. I got no problem with that. If you don't want to deal with the circus, but you want him on your team, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. It's the NFL. Get over it. Bring the man in. Let the man play some football. That's all I got to say about that. Um. Well, let's let's stick with current events, JB. This was this was really the big news of the weekend, even over Ray Rice, even over Adrian Peterson's appeal, which was still uh that's still working through the system. Uh the Rams well, let let's just give credit where credit is due. This team put a hurting on the Raiders at the Raiders man, I you know, ooh. I, I, I told Randy Garcia, his friend of the show, Aaron Hernandez, his cousin and he likes to give me a hard time about the Cowboys. I said, you are no longer allowed to talk football. You, you just can't talk football now. Your team got beat by the Rams 52 to nothing. And I believe, no, it wasn't, it was in St. Louis, but um, 52 to nothing. So you can't talk. But anyway, the bigger issue there is that during the pregame introductions, five Ram players came out in unity with their hands up as kind of a support to the whole Ferguson issue of the officer Darren Wilson not being indicted. And this was them supporting that they feel he should have been indicted. They're, they're showing their support. And, um, you know, as people, as old saying, it went over about as good as a fart in church. Um, it really raised a lot of people's um, ire, and including the um, a, a, a police association. Now, I don't know what type of – I know they call themselves the St. Louis Police Something Association, but I've been talking to a lot of friends in law enforcement. They say, don't let the name fool you. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're directly affiliated with the police department. They could be. They may not be. We don't know. But whatever this organization is, they went right at the NFL and said that these players should be reprimanded and fined and dealt with. And uh, the NFL and Jeff Fisher came back and said um, they were exercising their First Amendment right there will be no penalty. Um, the argument to that is because this was such a hot topic, 
it could have incited incited a riot or some level of negativity in that dome. It could have really gotten ugly if people chose to respond to that in that way. Didn't happen, but that's the argument. But all that said, JB, do you think it was appropriate? Do you have a problem with the police association? What are your thoughts on the whole Rams player support issue? Well, this comment is really going to be focused more on the Rams players, and I really, truly do not have a problem with their show of support. I was talking with uh, one of the doctors that was taking care of my finger and I saw all the ligaments in it. We had a discussion about it, and I tried to tell him, and I think he understood where I'm coming from. When, regardless of race, when you have an unarmed young person killed, shot to death by a police officer, you're just talking high level, that's a problem. And, 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 to show support for what they believe in, I don't have a problem with that. That's what they feel. that It's freedom of speech. It's freedom of expression. They didn't go burning down anything. They didn't go killing anybody. That's their form of showing support. And for that, I don't have a problem with it. Well, I think your last comment is appropriate because when the riots went on in Ferguson, there were ample people that were condemning the residents of that area for the way that they showed their displeasure and the lack of a grand jury indictment. There is some validity to that. Um, But at the same time, you can't have it both ways. If you tell people that rioting and violence and protest is wrong, then why would you tell someone that a peaceful demonstration of any type is wrong? And that's a double standard. It's, It's, you know, period. So I, I, I completely agree. I even will go one step further. If I know that a police officer, now we can say former police officer because he has resigned, um, which I think he had to do because, you know, what are you going to do, go back to there and write tickets? <laughs> um, I would be, if I'm him, I'm afraid for my life at that point. So he has to resign. And more than likely he might be considering relocation. But this guy Many, many believe, despite what the grand jury ruled, many believe that this guy shot a young unarmed black man. That's what they believe. So if your organization is the St. Louis, and I don't have it in front of me, but the St. Louis Police Association, whatever it might be, it's safe to assume that there's some affiliation between the police association and this guy because he's a police officer, you're a police association. Same area. Why would you say anything about a peaceful protest? Because aren't you worried that your coming out against a peaceful protest isn't going to start something? Why was that okay? Shut your mouth. You you shouldn't be saying anything because they didn't break any laws. They didn't do anything wrong. So you shouldn't be saying anything. In my opinion, you have just as much chance of getting a riot over the support of this association to Darren Wilson as you do with those five African-American Rams players raising their hands up. I think it is just as risky. Frankly, it might even be more risky. And whoever was advising them, in my opinion, missed the boat. That should have – those comments – that they have not shied away from. Now there's this big argument over who said, I, uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't say I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Uh, you, uh, you said you had regret. That means you're sorry. Uh, 
you know, really? Shut up. A boy died. People are dying over there and fires and losing business. And you're bickering about, shut up. Oh, I get so annoyed. And as I look at the switchboard, the EAFL Super Bowl one champion, the man with the philosophy, better late than never, Dr. Train, and the man that we will be going to Chicago to go head up with Thursday night. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Boys. <laughs> What's up, T? Y'all ready to bring it this week? <laughs> we ain't got no choice, man. This is do or die for us, man. I mean, we can't go to 8-5. You know, I mean, I mean, the way the teams, the way the records are falling, um, eight and five ain't gonna do it. Eight and five puts you in the danger. We're already out right now. Eight and four, we're on the outside looking in because of tiebreakers. Um, and, yeah. and going eight and five would just make it even worse, you know. So no, we can't go to eight and five. We got we got to play hard and go to Chicago and um, hope to see you know the Jay Cutler that you've seen quite a bit of this. Um, <laughs> you know, that's the Jay Cutler. Yeah. You know, I, there's some quarterbacks in the NFL that I sit back and I say they'll give you two to three chances to hurt them, whether it's a fumble, whether it's a, just a horrible throw, you know, something. And Eli Manning is the first one that comes to my mind. Eli, to me, is on the top of that list. Eli will give you at least two chances a game because of something he did wrong or something. Something. Two chances. Right. Just watch, watch all the games. Now, you may not get the, you may miss the chance. You know, he may throw a pick and you drop it, or he may, you know, do a bad handoff and then he falls on it. But you're going to get two shots. I think Cutler is, one of, is that guy, too. I think you can get two chances. And if Dallas is going to go into Chicago and, and compete, um, they've got to get heat on Cutler, get him off his spot, get heat on him, and, and force him to make. We know that. You know it, even though you're a Bears fan. I know it. You put the pressure, you put the heat. He's he, he going to give you the ball. So Dallas needs to go in and do that. Now, will they is the question. They look like crap Thursday. Well, if you go in there and, and, and convince uh, Mark Tristan that he shouldn't run the ball with Matt Forte, you'll win the game. That's all you got. Yeah. Just, convince him, just convince him that Cutler should pass 50 times like he did yeah. against Detroit. Idiot. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, now now here's the, here's the you know, and, you know, and, this game is not on our list of games to talk about, so, hey, we'll just run with it. But here's, here's the other thing. Um, we, we have to get pressure on, on Forte, I mean on Cutler, because if not, I don't think we match up well across the board with your three six-foot-five, six-foot-six guys. Man. Alshon Jeffrey and Martellus Bennett. I don't like our match. I don't, I don't, I don't, we, we don't have three guys that can play those three guys. You know, we've got right, right, right. at six feet who's very good and will compete. We'll see how he does. Brandon Carr, it depends on the day of the week. Some days he plays like a pro bowler. Some days I want to trade him back to Kansas City where he came from. And then that's <laughs> it. And, and then after that, it's, it's, it's Patrick. It's zone. It's, you know, so we need pressure on color. We need pressure on color. There's yeah. no doubt. And more importantly, though, more importantly, um, and I, I don't make excuses. We got whooped by the Eagles, and I know why. I'm very comfortable with why. Um, but that said, 
I will promise you this, and I was so glad to hear Romo say it. Um, he said, I didn't play well, but I will play better. You can, you can believe that. You can count on that. And it, was, it wasn't Aaron Rodgers' relax. It wasn't that. But it was in that convers- It was in that vein. It was sending a message to Cowboy Land that I know this one's on me. I know I went out there because you know the Eagles are going to score points. You know the Bears have to be scoring points. So, and Dallas, we've already said on this show, has an average defense. So how do you compensate for an average defense? You go out there and you, you run the ball, you make sure. the plays, you, you do what you got to do. And if we can't score yeah. on the Bears, we don't deserve to go to playoffs, frankly. This is not, this is not the, the, you know, the, the, the Bears of the past. You know, this is not um, 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 this is not this team right here. And I like to dance Running the ball is like Mickey Moe man We had the goal since training camp To give Chicago a Super Bowl champ And we're not doing this because we're greedy The Bears are doing it to feed the needy We didn't come here to look for trouble We just come here to do the Super Bowl shop This is Stevie Willis and I'm Alright, I, I had to let it play a little bit long I actually like the song You know what I'm saying? It's got a little nice groove too But this is not that Yeah. Game. No, this it's not, not even Lovey Smith there's no Erlach. There's no Briggs. There's no Peanut Tillman. You know what I mean? This is not – Dallas has to be able to go in there and move the ball on that defense because you know that offense is going to move the ball on our defense. I have no doubt. You guys are going to – you're going to be able to do some things against us. It, it's just an ugly matchup. So Dallas yeah, is going to play hard. I don't, I don't have any – I don't have a whole lot of hope. You know what I'm saying, and what our defense can do. I really am disturbed by Mills Tucker's lack of uh, adjusting adjusting in the game. Uh, you know, watching Detroit game, yeah, we got pressure within the first quarter. We 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 moved Matthew Stafford a little bit, but somehow they made an adjustment, and we didn't make an adjustment. And for him to put a one-handed rookie, pretty much a one-handed rookie on Calvin Johnson all game and expect that to work, thinking that, yeah, the pass rush is going to get there, so we should be good. Well, once the pass rush stops getting there, what do you do different? And even the announcer said, take him out of cover three, put him man-to-man, and they'll be there when the ball gets there. But he didn't. Instead, the guys just didn't wide open. So I ain't, I don't have any faith in that dude, and I don't care who we play going forward. They're going to find holes in our defense because no tough is not a dust. It doesn't change anything. You know, it's always funny when, you know, I always say the devil you know is better than the one you don't know. And, you know, how much would you pay to have Lovey Smith as your head coach right now? Man. I mean, if you just think about what he brings to the table, and we we, we talked about when he was uh, let go a couple of years back, we we talked about, you know, the fact that he hadn't really been to the playoffs and, you know, and 
you know, unfortunately, even at 10 and 6, you didn't make the playoffs. I'm like, okay. But, you know, when you go from there and you get this guy from Canada to come down and just it, hasn't, it just hasn't worked. And, um, you know, what, what Lovey Smith needed, all he needed at that time was Chicago. He needed an offensive coordinator that could handle Jay Cutler. That's all he needed. That's all he needed. Just give him an OC that can handle Jay Cutler, and he would have been fine. Mm. Mm. Marsh did it for a hot second. I mean, it got us to the yeah. NFC Championship game. Yeah. You know, but this offense coordinated the new offense. They knew how to use Matt Forte would have been nice. Yeah. You couldn't even get that. Well, I will tell everybody to get ready because I predict, suspect, and everything that I've read points turn of Josh Brent this weekend. And for those of you who don't know who Josh Brent is, he is a defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys who um, two years ago, three years ago, um, was uh, convicted of vehicular manslaughter. He was out with one of his his best friends, Jerry Brown, who was a practice squad player for the Cowboys, and they had a little too much to drink, got into a car accident, and Jerry Brown died. And this is the thing that doesn't make the front page. Jerry Jones stuck beside Josh Brent through thick and thin through the whole thing. And because it was a legitimate accident, Jerry Brown's mother um, spoke at Josh Brent's sentencing and said, don't ruin his life. We love him like a son. He's hurting too. This was an accident. I mean, this is just one of those unfortunate bad luck things that happened. And um, to Jerry Jones' credit, he said he stuck with Josh Brent. And uh, Josh Brent, after getting out of jail and being reinstated, he was he was reinstated, but he had a, it was a nine-game suspension. Um, so they put him on the football uh, non-injury list, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I everything is pointing to his return this weekend with the combination of injuries that Dallas has had and uh, it's looking strong that Brent will be back in uniform Sunday. So just stay tuned as to what that means in the news, what that means in the in the media. Uh, how do how do they how do they interpret this guy being back on the sidelines, uh, back on the field in a cowboy uniform? Um, I'm curious as to how this is going to be spun, but uh, expect to see him play uh, this this Thursday against uh, the Bears. Train, when you got on, we were talking about. St. Louis and the Rams, and do you have thoughts on? Uh, I'm not sure how much you heard, but um, you know the, the the police association, as well as many just in society, really taking the Rams' peaceful protests um, and, and really coming down hard on on those players for that. Any 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 thoughts? Um. I read some of that. Um, yeah, he put a post on Facebook, and I read some of the remarks in those. And um, look at it, and you it, you get remarks from people who are ignorant of of the facts on one end, and then you get remarks from people that are just ignorant. They don't just they don't they don't know any better. Uh, I have I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what the Rams players did. 
Um, no. You say no? Not this season. Yeah, I don't think J- so. J- JB, what did you say earlier? I think you said no as well. Yeah, that's correct. I said no also. Yeah, What's going on, JB? I know you so are so quiet, man. Hey, man, I had my fun in the sun. I was just speed. I'm right here listening to everything. Okay. <laughs> uh, I agree. I don't think he gets back this year, but I'm, I have some comments on that uh, a little bit later in my rant. Um, uh, another very interesting co- co- um, topic. I I so enjoy quarterback controversies. I love that more than any position battles in the NFL, quarterback controversies. <laughs> I, 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 it is, it, it, I don't know, it's something about, in my opinion, and I don't know that there's really much dispute, but in my opinion, it is the most important position on the field. And I've said for years doing this show, coach and quarterback. Like, that's where I look at when I look at these teams. And if I have two teams that I think I can't decide, then I say whoever has the better coach combo, coach-quarterback combo. And that's one of the reasons why I was a proponent for Jason Garrett because I think him and Tony Romo make a great duo, you know. Um, Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers and McCarthy, uh, uh, um, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Of course, near the top of the list, Belichick and Brady as well, right? You know, uh, Manning is just a great quarterback, Peyton Manning, so wherever you put him, <laughs> he's gonna play well, Manning and whoever. Uh, yeah, yeah, Peyton Manning and whoever. He's just gonna play well. Um, but uh, so I get into this position battle thing when it's quarterbacks, and you've got. And I love it when it's the incumbents. You know, it's my job, and then you you get the the rookie QB coming in, and you know who are they gonna go in? And I was really intrigued by Kaepernick and Alex Smith because he was a guy who was like eleven and one as a starter some insane number, if I remember correctly, Alex Smith. And um, he was released. He was traded, I mean, to, to uh, 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 where, he at, where he's at now, Kansas City. Or Kansas there City. was Russell Wilson, Kansas City, right? And then there was Russell Wilson, right? Well, they paid Matt Flynn $10 million to come in. Mr. the one-game wonder himself. But then in the preseason, Pete Carroll knew, knew more than we all knew because we all said he was crazy. We did a show and said, what do, you, what do you pay this guy $10 million for if you're not going to let him play? Well, he went, he went and proceeded to win a Super Bowl with this guy. You know, Harbaugh went off the went, went to two consecutive AFC championships game with this guy. You know, and we already know what Belichick did with Tom Brady after he came in when, uh, uh, what's the guy, Bledsoe went out injured. And there's plenty of stories of this. You know, but there's also stories of maybe mistakes being made. Maybe the Chargers would have a Super Bowl if they had stuck with Drew Brees instead of Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. We'll never know, but maybe. You know, Drew Brees had that very nasty shoulder injury, real nasty, but now one of the most prolific passers of all time, right? So with all and he has that, a Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl, exactly, Train. Good point. And with all of that said... We now have our latest quarterback controversy that unless you were living in Mars or living on that comet that they landed the satellite on, you had to know this was coming. Johnny Football himself, 22nd pick in the draft, and the incumbent, Ryan Hoyer. And we saw him as, oh, 
come in. Hoyer was benched. And finally, Johnny Football got relevant playing time. I mean, relevant to the point. I, I think the game was too far gone for them to win, but relevant in, in where the Browns are still trying to get into the playoffs. It's not like, it's not like the Giants putting in their backup or Tampa Bay or Jacksonville or another team. Man, that's gar- it's garbage time for these teams because the, the games – I mean, the games always mean something, but they don't mean anything like the Browns, who are very much in the middle of this playoff game, uh, race. So with that said, and guy had a good drive, right? Now Patton comes out and says, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know, you know well, who are you, you going to start? I don't know. <laughs> you know, we were going to evaluate the film, and I don't know. And as far as I know, up to the second, he still hasn't made an announcement on who's going to start. He's going to have to do that pretty quickly to install a game plan. Um, so let me start with you, Train, and then we'll get JB on because he's been quiet for too long. Um, uh-huh. Who should start? Is it now – Johnny, football time. Is it time to release the hounds and let your Heisman Trophy winner go out there and take the seat? No, well, you should start. I don't know what's wrong with Mike Pett, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Hoya had a bad game. This dude has got you in the thick of it in the, in the, NFC, in the, in the AFC North. I mean, in the thick of it. No one has pulled away from that division yet. Now all you got is one game separating you and the top guy. Really? If now you just want to roll to the rookie? If he put – I didn't really see that game. I didn't see when uh, Manziel went in. If Manziel went in and they felt that the game was out of reach to win when he went in, go ahead and sit, sit your starting quarterback down. I get it. You're, you're conceding already. But if you had a chance to win – and you put him in to slap in the face of Brian Hoyer, who's worked so hard to get a team and to play as well to get the team where it is now. I mean, mind you, their defense and other things are playing better also, but, you know, for a minute there, they didn't even have a solid running back. And Brian Hoyer was still doing his thing and trying to get the team to a point to win games. And he got them in the thick of it. And now you're going to contemplate on sitting? I don't know what's wrong with Mike. This dude been, and he's been indecisive since the beginning of the season. Okay. Um, JB, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with, with Train on this one. Hoy is your starter, and I had a conversation with the good doctor today about that. He's a Browns fan. I gave him the uh, the phone number, so hopefully he can call in. Dr. Hollinger, good dude, good dude. I really hope he calls in and uh, voices his opinion. Uh, with Hoyer, uh, Train, you're right. He had a bad game. Unfortunately, he's had two or three bad games in a row. He's had one touchdown and six picks in his last three games, and it seems like it's almost coincided with the return of getting Gordon back. He's trying to force the ball to him. He needs to take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book with that R-E-L-A-X, relax, spread that ball around. Yeah. I digress a bit. Let me, let me come back to it to Hoyer. We've always talked about wins and losses. That's what it boils down to. Doesn't have to be a pretty win. Doesn't have to be a pretty loss. It's, it's you have to win. Period. As a starter, he's ten and five. Going back to before he had the ACL surgery, he was three and zero, and now seven and five this year. Prior to that, they were one and twelve. So there's something to be said for the way he's playing overall, big picture. And as far as bringing Manziel in, I mean, T, we've seen Whedon come in, and we thought he was going to be capable, and we saw how that blew up with that small sample. We saw, we thought, okay, I mean, he might be serviceable. Nah, that's not the case. 
I'm not saying that's going to be Manziel because we don't know yet. But Hoyer is the one that's brought you this far. He has that locker room right now. If you want to bring in a few plays for Manziel to showcase his his uh, his talents to help push the team along, that's fine. But you can't take the keys completely away from Hoyer. Not now. He's done too much so far this season, big picture, to take it all away. Hoyer's your starter. Who, who says he has the locker room? I missed that memo. This is a guy who's whining and looked quite despondent, not about not starting, but about losing. Um, or, I'm sorry, not about being benched, but about losing. I, I'm not sure I agree that he's got the locker room. I saw a little lack of leadership there, but that's debatable. But I'm, I'm going to disagree with you both. Um, and, Jay, I understand. You're right. It is about wins and losses. Nobody's going to dispute that. But didn't Jim Harbaugh bench um, Alex Smith for Colin Kaepernick? And at the time, Alex Smith had lost one game. And at the yeah, time, I Alex said it was Smith wrong. In, I believe Alex Smith got injured, did he not? Yeah, he got injured, but he never got back in. He yeah, lost his starting but, job. But within, that, but within that time, within that time, he also – saw Colin Kaepernick play and win games. Kaepernick played full games and won games. So you had Okay, what you're doing is change. Let me make my point because you're going in a different direction. Okay. It, that, that doesn't matter. If I'm responding to Jay's point about wins and losses, Alex Smith had lost one game. He was 11-1 and one as a starter. He never came back as a starter again. Because Harbaugh made the decision that Kaepernick fit his system better than Smith. Hoyer, while he is seven and five, he has struggled over the last three games. You did not draft. You truly think? And here's the question: that Hoyer is your quarterback for the future? You think that's your man? You're going to bank your money, your career on Hoyer or on your Heisman Trophy winner that you drafted in the first round? And right now, while Hoyer is starting to show signs of deterioration, he is not playing at the same level that he was playing at with five interceptions in the last two games and all this stuff going on. It is now time. It's time to run with Johnny. It's time to put this – it's time to go ahead and say, take us to the promised land. Let's see what you got. I don't – this isn't – This is is, is about winning. This is about who you think you have a better chance of winning with right now. Right now. This is business. I'm sorry. I'm going to run with Johnny, and I'm going to put my money on this guy who was a Heisman Trophy finalist for two years in a row, won one year in a row, played in many, many big games. I'm going to say I just have a funny feeling that this guy is going to rise to the occasion. Where Hoyer So you you willing to put your job on a funny feeling. Okay. Uh I'm putting my money based on the fact that I think Manziel has a much higher upside than Hoyer. And when do you need that upside to show? Right now. This is when I need it. Because Hoyer's downside is showing. I'm not saying I would have made the move if Hoyer was playing well, but he's not playing well. That's why he was benched. I don't believe he was benched just for this one game. I think he was benched for what's been trending over the last three games. And I think Fenton sees the writing on the wall and says, I got, I got to see if I can get a spark out here. And what did Manziel do? He came in, 80-yard drive, nice scramble for a touchdown. Looked pretty sharp. Looked pretty good. 
What can this guy do if you give him a full week of snaps and saw the game plan around him? It's time to find out. Because you already know what Hoyer's going to give you. And what he's given you over the last three weeks, in my opinion, if you have Johnny Manziel sitting back there and you're going to leave him on the bench, ride or die with Hoyer and then miss the playoffs, then what's everybody going to say? Now, how's your job looking? <laughs> but there's no guarantee that you put Johnny Manziel in and you make the playoffs. Absolutely, rookie, you're absolutely right. He hasn't seen, right. He hasn't seen a full game. Hasn't seen a full game of action. But Hoya has seen a full game of action. Several absolutely full games correct. of action, and you put him in, and now to me, this to me, it's a bigger gamble. It's a much you, bigger you, gamble. What did you draft him for? You know what I mean? This isn't. This isn't. You draft him to be your this future, isn't. but that doesn't mean you put him in now. It's a no result. How you look at it, unless they win their games. If they happen to lose, there's going to be questions of. Why did you leave Hoyer in so long, or why did you put Manziel in when clearly he wasn't ready? The only way he's going to be able to uh, sidestep and, and get ahead of this thing is if they win ball games. period. Right. Whoever you gamble on has to win. There's no doubt about it. So now you sit yeah. down and say, okay, so you got one guy trending down. you got one guy that you're just not too sure about. Which way do you go? So now I'm looking at who's got the biggest upside here. And I'm sorry, I think I think Manziel has a better upside than Hoyer. My and opinion. I think we all, I think upside wise, I think all three of us are in agreement that that Manziel has the the higher upside. I think the question is, when do you bring him in? Do you let bring him in now to play out the last quarter and see if he can get that team, as you said, to the promised land, or do you continue to rival Hoyer and see what he can do for these last four games, and then discuss what they're going to do with salaries and contracts there, in the offseason? There is a reason why. There is a reason why the Cleveland Browns have never won a Super Bowl. The reason why this team has been stuck in mediocrity. It is now time for somebody, uh, excuse my bluntness, to take their cojones and sit them on the table and give somebody the hammer. It's time to, it's time to gamble now. You're in the toughest division, most competitive division in the NFL. It's time to take a gamble. You already know what Hoyer is giving you, and right now it's 7-5, and five, and that's not enough. In this division, seven and five means you're sitting home. So right now, when I have my opinion now, when I have Heisman sitting on the sitting there, rookie Heisman, I'm, I'm I, me for me for my money. I'm gonna take the gamble. Hey, and if and if and if he implodes and doesn't do it, and I miss the playoffs, I'm gonna live with that decision. But you know what? I can justify that decision. I had a first round draft pick. Heisman Trophy winner that I put my money on. We didn't draft him to sit the bench. We drafted him. You get paid to play football. So I'm putting my money on him to come in and take it to the property. If I lose, you want to fire me? Okay. I'll go on to the office coordinator somewhere, and I'll, I'll feel good about it because I made the decision that I think was best for this team. Sticking with Hoyer well. at, this point, at this point, I think it's more of a risk than going to Manzo. I agree with the fact that you need to have someone step up and, and put it out there. Make, put the sledgehammer down and say this is what it's going to be. To Dr. Train's point, however, Fedden hasn't seemed to be that type of person to do so. Mm-hmm. He was wishy-washy no, yes. in the preseason and in, and in training mm-hmm. camp. And with the same show, all four of us agreed that this is going to be nothing but a big soap opera until he gets his, his straps in order and lays a smack down and says this is how it's going to be. 
here is his opportunity again, again, three quarters into the season to galvanize his own credibility within that team and within that organization. Personally, I don't care which direction he goes in. I'm more along the lines of if you're going to go with Hoyer, just state your case now. If you're going to go with Manziel, state your case now. Both sides are risky. How do you quantify it? It, It's all opinion. And, T, your arguments are are spot on as usual. I hear where you're coming from. Completely agree, but I can see where you're coming from. Bottom line is this. If he wants to maintain credibility and respect from his players and from the organization, he cannot continue to do what he wants. He has to make decisions. If it's going to be Mandel, go with him now. Hoyer, then stay with him. Got to do something. Well, your, your, your point is yeah. valid, but, but but let me just say this: um, um, there are times there are times that there's no wrong answer, and there are times that there is. I, for my money, I'm just going to say I don't see this, this team has lost two out of three, and are heading south. I can't. I don't see a rationale to keep Hoyer as a quarterback. I don't see it. Like, I completely don't see it. Not even like – I can't sit here and say, well, you know, you guys – no, I don't see it. He needs, he needs to be benched because you have, you have a strong option available. You've lost two out of three. He's not playing well. I can't see why you would say – honestly, I don't see why we would stick with him. It's time to bring Johnny in and let's see what he can do. You didn't draft him to sit on the bench. You drafted him to play football. Well, it's time now. We've got some – we've got the Colts. We've got the Bengals. We don't know what the Panthers are going to be. They're out, but um, or almost out. They're, you know, but but you got to go to Carolina and play them anyway. So that's not going to be a cakewalk. And then you got to go to Baltimore. So you've got you know two division games. You've got three conference games. I mean, you've got whether or not you're going to be in the playoffs or not coming up in the next four games. The way man uh, Hoyer has played the last three. If I'm the coach, no, nah, I can't. I. I you're not giving me anything, Brian. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're not showing me why I should put my faith in you. The last three games, overall, you have not played. I believe he's got like six interceptions in the last three games, and they've lost two out of three. They need to make a change. Mm-hmm. And, but, but, but I do agree with you, Jay, completely. The problem in all of this is not our position. The problem is Petten doesn't seem decisive. And when you're not decisive as a coach, your players see that. You need, he needed to step up there by five yesterday, yesterday and said, saw the film, made a decision, like the Johnny brought us, we're going with Johnny. Johnny is our starter on Sunday, period. Or Johnny is going to carry us through the rest of the season. Brian will be holding the clipboard. Or we brought Johnny in to try to give us a spark. We like what he had to do, but it's still Brian's team. He got us here. We're going to ride him to the end. See, Boom, I think part of the problem. I think part of the problem with Patton is that, you know, he's still trying to evaluate these guys through practice. I don't know how how you're trying to do that, considering that you need to be preparing for the next team that you face. So <laughs> your decision needs to be made uh, immediately following after any game film that you've seen. And uh, if he's listening to the show, I tell him right now, if, before you make your decision, you just make sure you get Pete Carroll at home. <laughs> just make sure you give Pierre yeah. the call. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. get your little advice. Yeah, I mean, we all shot, we all crucified Carol for picking Russell Wilson. I crucified Harbaugh for picking Kaepernick. You know what? I was wrong. 
no doubt about it. Colin, Colin Hurd got where, where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Well, where Commission was wrong was crucifying those quarterback coaches, those head coaches, for making a hard decision which turned out to be the right decision. And now this guy, I agree with you completely, Dr. Train. He needs to step up, and if it's because he's getting heat to leave Hoyer in, well, listen, man, you know, this is, this is the NFL, baby. This ain't, this ain't minor league. This, ain't, this is the pros. You know, you, you got to do something here now. And if you want any chance to get into these playoffs, in my opinion, go with the money. Go with the guy that you drafted to be your franchise. That's the guy. That's why they brought him in. Let's be real. There's no way they, they, they think Brian Hoyer is going to be the franchise. Come on. If he was going to be the franchise, then you don't waste a number one pick on Manziel. Mm-hmm. Right? Why would, you go, why would you go bring in a Manziel at 22 if you don't plan to play him? Just like we knew that RG, we knew that when they drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins, there was a reason for that. We knew that. Well, I knew that. <laughs> You know, these guys, you know, draft picks are precious. So, Neither one of them worked out. <laughs> hey, tell me about it. Got Colt McCoy up in there saying what? <laughs> Y'all forgot about me, huh? Yep, <laughs> Roy, Jones, Roy Jones <laughs> Jr. Uh, song. Y'all must have forgot, you know? Um, I just saw an NFL Network petting the news conference 1245 tomorrow. So um, my prediction is he's going he's gonna to man up and and, and – Man, uh, is going to be starter. I don't know that he'll go so far as to name a starter for the rest of the year. I don't think he's got that much guts, but I think Manzo starts on Sunday. I think it's going to be wow. Johnny football. That's my prediction. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it would surprise any three of us on here. Um, and I'm not surprised that it takes till Wednesday to figure out what's going on because of the wishy-washiness. That's, that's my biggest gripe out of all of this mm-hmm. because I don't know how – Poorly Hoyer's playing. I don't care how much of a spark Manziel could bring. It all starts from the top down. And, and like the old plumber saying says, poop flows out. So it all starts from the top, comes down. He needs to be decisive. That's my biggest issue. Yep. I agree. So let's set the example and be decisive. JB, NFC South, still looking like whoever wins that division is Probably going to be right around 500 or below. Um, two teams at five and seven with four games to go, and that would be Atlanta, who right now, based on a four and O division record, is in first place. But the surprising New Orleans Saints, um, with a nice win this weekend, is at uh, over over K Star Steelers. And you know, is it me or is it every time K Star? Steelers lose. <laughs> he somehow misses the show. Is it me? I mean, I'll, I'll just correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just, you know, it, you know, I'm just saying. You know, every time you got sick, lose, man. You got sick yeah, on that loss, man. I got sick. I got baby duty or whatever. I got this. I got that. It's just, it's just funny how that happens. Um, because I was ready to. I, as much as I know, I can't talk too much because my team got got hurt Thursday. Um, but I'm back to thinking the Steelers, you know, are are in, are in a, a lick of trouble. And um, I, I'm back to where I was a few weeks ago with the Steelers. I really am. But you know what? Case Star's not here. We're not going to talk about Steelers. We're going to talk about how the Saints um, had a nice win. And Drew Brees, thank you, Drew. Five touchdowns. I need you to keep doing it because 
and in, in one of my fantasy leagues, I'm in the playoffs now, and I need you to keep doing that five touchdowns. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need the championship again. Um, but anyway, let's be decisive. JB, who wins that division, Atlanta or New Orleans? Yeah, Atlanta's got the inside track. Obviously, you just stated with them having the uh, the divisional record four and zero. They also have looks like what could potentially be a tougher schedule too. I mean, they've got to play at Green Bay at Green Bay on Monday night. Then they got Pittsburgh. They got the Saints in a rematch, and then they got Carolina. I know folks are gonna hate me down here, but I'm gonna have to say the Saints because of the fact that Drew Brees is a difference maker when he is on his game. He is the man. And as far as his past game goes, let me just say, this is why you keep Drew Brees as part of your four horsemen, and this is why I had a hard time having Roethlisberger in there to replace him. Too inconsistent. Don't like that. I never, wait, wait, back, I never hold on. I never I added him. I never took Brees out. I was upset with Brees, but I remember I changed it to the Fab Five. I just added Roethlisberger. So just be clear. Mm-hmm. That that was more a comment for K Star when he listens in and can comment. More so for him. Let's let me let me clarify that. That's why I have a hard time putting him in period. I have a hard time even adding him because of that. But I digress. Back to uh, the question. I have to go with the Saints. I can't take it away from from Breeze and and the fact that he had um, who's out. Brandon Cooks is out on IR now. Um, He's had a banged-up uh, Jimmy Graham during the season. This is his time to shine. And and although the Falcons look good against the Cardinals, it's not the same Cardinals team that we've seen over the course of the year. Yeah, so i got to go with the Saints. There, there's my definitive answer. All right. Dr. Train, who wins that division? I heard the, uh, the Atlanta's remaining opponents. I know the Saints have the Panthers twice. They got the Bears. Now, what's their fourth team? Anyone know? Um, let's see. Jay will probably get there before me, but I'm looking to doody doody do. Too many electronic devices here. You should have saw us doing a show last week with our phones and our tablets and. We had a whole basement <laughs> full of uh, full of stuff. Yeah. It, um, wow. now, I had myself on mute, so I don't know if y'all heard me, but I said that it's Tampa Bay is the um, that final team oh. at the Saints. Yeah, just based off just based off the remaining opponents, I'm gonna give it to the Saints. Uh, the Saints can pretty much go undefeated. That includes beating my Bears as much as three and one with my Bears possibly winning. <laughs> that the is when they play Atlanta right here in Atlanta. That game right there yeah. to me is going to decide the division. Yeah, so well, you know, I I jumped off the Saints bandwagon. I got disappointed in 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 you know losing three straight at home. Um, they are not the juggernaut they've been in the past. They are not the dominant team they've been in the past. They are not unbeatable at home. Um, but, you know, watching Seattle shows me that a team can be one way and still regroup and get their stuff together. Um, love Sean Payton. If I wasn't a Cowboy fan, I'd be a Saints fan. 
um, love Drew Brees, and I think their record and I think their pedigree of having been to a Super Bowl and having, you know, done this before is going to help where, you know, Atlanta's just kind of, you know, like the Bengals, you know, it's just, you know, you, you've had talent, you, you, you know, you won your division and stuff, but, but you really haven't done anything. And I think this is going to be another year for Atlanta that, you know, Atlanta's going to tank. I, I, I don't, I don't buy that they're going to get it done. And I think the Saints are going to be there. And despite the fact that the Saints have lost three in a row at home, do you really want to go play the Saints? You know, do you really want to be uh, a Detroit team and have to go to New Orleans? Um, Even a Dallas team who did handle the Saints in Dallas, but, you know, a Dallas team, a Seattle team, although I think they're going to win that division, and Arizona, do you really want to be in Arizona with Drew Stanton? And go play an eight and eight Saints team, you know. It, it, I tell you, it, and this is and this is why when we talk about playoff seedings and, and stuff like that, I get the point of, you know, if you're under five hundred, you know, maybe you shouldn't get a home playoff game. But at the same time, you win your division, and now you're, everyone's zero and zero again. You know, <laughs> you know, and and I tell you. I don't want. To, I wouldn't want. I tell you, I don't want to see the Saints in the playoffs. Not in the first round. I'd rather not. We handled the Saints. We what? We put a thirty-eight seventeen. We put a whooping on the Saints. Still wouldn't want to see. Them. Um, mm-hmm. But on, on that note, what do you guys think? Let's start with you, Train. Um, we've seen, and this is not on the agenda, but just work with me. Uh, we've seen um, Atlanta. I'm sorry, not Atlanta. I'm just talking about Atlanta, Arizona. Um, slipping now, and mm-hmm. we see the Saints. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm doing three things at one time, so bear with me. I'm trying to pull up some data <laughs> while we're talking, so I'm I'm stumbling over myself. Um, we are seeing Atlanta, um, Arizona stumbling, and we're seeing Seattle climbing. Ken, and, and you know the, the, the 49ers, they're they're there, but you know that loss. That loss to Seattle really is, it hurts them. So can Seattle, Doctor Train, win that division? Can they? They're they're a game behind now. When it, when it looked like Arizona was going to run away with it, now it's one game behind. Can they win that division? Uh, yeah, yeah, they can win it. I mean, they have another matchup with Arizona, and that's that matchup is going to be huge. So yeah, they can they can definitely get it. Um, I, I just have a feeling that Arizona will find a way to pull it together to edge them out and see how it makes a wild card. Right there, about three more, you know, two, two, two or three more games, and they can they can lock up that division. Okay, but if JB, what do you think? Able to, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Trey. No, I was just gonna say if they can definitely beat Seattle. I think Seattle comes to Arizona for that last game. If they take that one, that's huge. And I think they're they're, they're able to do that at home. Okay. JB, what do you think? No, this is going to be a a really nice way to watch the the stretch run here because Seattle has to go to Philadelphia. They got Frisco at home. They got to go to Arizona, and then they have St. Louis at home. That's not easy by any stretch. Um, 
But if there's any team that could do that, I would put my money on, on Seattle. Uh, to you make a, a very good point in the past, and I'll bring it up again, quarterback, head coach. I don't believe in Drew Stanton. Um, I, I think he's he's definitely not to the caliber of, of Carson Palmer, and, and we're seeing that now. I'm a little surprised by the uh, the defensive play for the Cardinals. Um, Julio Jones absolutely torched Patrick Peterson. I was not expecting to see that. Um, I, would, I really would. They got, even though Arizona has, Arizona's got a tough schedule too. They've got Kansas City. They got to go to the Rams. They got to play Seattle, and they got to go to um, San Francisco. So it's it's not easy for either team, but because of that coach quarterback combination, and the fact that we're starting to see the old Seattle that we saw early this season and and last season, especially in the Super Bowl. I'm going to have to go with Seattle. I think they can take the division. Well, let me make it unanimous. Not only can they take the division, they're going to take the division. I remember last year the Kansas City Chiefs started off 9-0 and and ended up 11-5, and okay? Um, you know, and, and, and this team lost Carson Palmer. And Bruce Arians, as much of a good coach as I think he's going to be, um, I think he's okay now, and I think he's going to get better. I think he's going to learn two big mistakes he made this year. Number one, when you're starting possible Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, Carson Palmer with his numbers, he, he could be in that conversation. Um, but certainly he's had a solid career. Um, goes down. And your response is, I believe we could win a Super Bowl with you, Stan. And, and, wrong he spent too much time this year focusing on trying to get his team to be the first team to host a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. You're not – you're not um, – you don't have a – you're not that good. You don't have that history. That's too much pressure. All right, somebody's getting muted because I hear, like, a lot of noise, so. Okay. Noise is gone. That was you, Train. So if you guys um, are moving around a lot, just please mute yourself because it comes through pretty strong on the phone. So appreciate it. Um, but uh, I think he, I think he's going to learn from this season. I think he's going to learn that, you know, the, the traditional approach that most of the teams are doing when you're in the hunt is one game at a time. You're not talking about playoffs. You're not talking about Super Bowl. You're talking about winning your next opponent, and that's it. Belichick made it almost comical. You know, we're on the, we're on the Cincinnati. We're on the Cincinnati. Well, we're getting ready for Cincinnati. What do you think about Tom Brady? We're on the Cincinnati. You know, hi, he didn't play well in that last game. Well, we're on the Cincinnati. You know, but, but that's the message. And I think this is now, as the team has lost two in a row, have a killer schedule coming up, backup quarterback, Defense now showing some kinks, even though the defense was really lights out now. Defense is showing some kinks. I don't see it. And we've seen it time and time again. Whoever gets hot in December, and Seattle's getting hot as we roll into December. 219-3 losses over two competitive teams two weeks in a row, or wins, I'm sorry. Um, They're getting hot at the right time. They're getting healthy and hot at the right time. And 
Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, yeah, he's auditioning for his next contract with whoever. So he's going to play hard, even though pretty sure he's out of there. He's going to play hard. So, I, yeah, Seattle, Seattle's got the division. I just I don't see Arizona and, unfortunately, San Francisco. Um, they're dysfunctional, too. You know, their rumors are that their coach might be traded, which doesn't happen often in the NFL, but they can do that. You can trade a head coach to another team that's interested. So we'll wait till that. Yep. We'll wait a couple more weeks on that um, and start talking about possible destinations uh, if that becomes more and more of a reality. But I think the 49ers are done. I don't think they're going to the playoffs. And I think that um, Arizona, based on their early season performance, will have enough to possibly grab a wild card at 9-3 and three now, four games to go. If they go 2-2, two and two, that's 11-5. and five. I think that that will get them a wild card, a, a five or six seed. So, all right. Good stuff. And I told you about Frisco. I told you all two months ago, that story is not over. Took a page out of the omniscient one, may I add. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it appears that you were right that, um, you know, I, and I, I believe I believe while I believed in San Francisco, I also gave kudos to, I think it was Jerry Rice um, and Steve Young had came out, and these are guys I remember saying that, you know, have deep ties in a 49ers organization. If they're coming out saying that there's a problem, Jerry Rice came out and said there was a problem, then there's a problem. He ain't, you know, this this is a legend. This is this is, for my money, one of the best football players, all around players ever to play the game. Um, by the way, check out the Jerry Rice, um, football life, Jerry Rice on on NFL Network. It's it's really really good. If y'all get a chance, they're showing reruns of it uh, on and off. Really really good. Um, but yeah, Jay, you you hit it on the head. That that story's not over, and there's going to be more as they continue to. Uh, in my opinion, decline because they're not going to be able to keep up with Seattle. Seattle's going to run away with that division. Well, may not run away, but they're going to win the division. All right. Uh, let me go to Paul. Can Reed. I? Can yeah, I go. No, I, I just want to say I just I just think it's just crazy that San Francisco has issues uh, for the simple fact that look what you, what you did the past two years, and now you want to have an issue with your coach. Like, have you not bought into the system? I mean, what's What's really going on? Like I, I, I will never understand teams that would be that successful, and then all of a sudden, uh, players have issues. The coach is losing the team. I don't, I don't get it. And I don't even understand it. You know, uh, you know. Uh, let me, let me. I, I think sometimes what happens, and I can only, I can only go by, you know, I, I have been watching football a little bit longer than both you and JB, um, and. My comparison is Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's been five, five seasons in Dallas, won two Super Bowls. Innuendo on why he left after the second Super Bowl. Did he get fired? What Jimmy has said is he needed to move on. You know, there was some beef between him and Jerry. But the bigger issue with Jimmy Johnson is he just knew that he could not get that team. What he had to do to get that team to win two Super Bowls in a row, that he just knew, I can't do it for a third year. Can the team, is the team talented enough? Yes. But I can't do it. They're not going to respond to me anymore. 
I push them and beat them and done as much as I can. I can't do it. It's it's that's it. I can't. And so he felt like he had gotten all he could out of that team, and it was time for him to turn the team over to somebody else to see what they can do. And we know Barry Switzer was able to get one, should have got two, but he was able to get one. Frankly, if Jimmy had stayed, I think they would have gotten at least two more with Jimmy. I think it would have been, like, the best dynasty ever, the only team ever to win four in a row, if you ask me, if Jimmy stayed. But, hey, Jimmy knows more about football than I'll ever know. And Jimmy said that. So what I'm thinking, if I think about that, and I think about a guy like Jeff Fisher who, you know, how many years in Tennessee, and now look what he's doing in in St. Louis. They got a bright future ahead of themselves, right? You know, I think we look at Tom Coughlin, right, and, and and what's going on in New York. I think it's not so much that they haven't had success. I think he just he can't get any more out of that team. And it's some you know he's a grown man, and depending on your style, at some point you you can justify being talked to and treated a certain way and pushed. But at some point, your ego and pride comes through, and you say, you know. I'm getting a little, this is getting a little, this is getting a little old. This is getting a little tired. You know, like, you know me now. You don't, you know, you don't have to act this way. You don't have to treat me this way. You know, but that's all he does. That's what he knows. He's a coach. This is what I do. Because, and damn, you know, this is what you did two years ago. That's what you did last year. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, so now I don't want to hear that no more. So I agree with you on the outside looking in. You're right. But we're not in the locker room. We're not in the practice facilities. And I've heard a lot of little rumblings of little stories and things that have gone on. You know, they had um, they needed the practice facility for another event and had let him know, hey, please be done with practice by 3 o'clock. And he decided to be a, a jerk and kept practice going to 4 and it interrupted the other thing that they had set up that they let him know about. You know, things like that that I've heard. So I think there's just a lot of – it's just people just they're not happy for office players they're just not happy and I think that's why we're hearing what we're hearing and I think that's why he's going to be gone at the end of the year I think he's going to you know uh, possibly trade it as we've seen happen but I I think he's going to be gone I don't think he has that team simple as that so all right last topic before we get into some of the other stuff um and I didn't put it on the agenda, but you knew it was coming. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Dr. Man. Epic. Your thoughts. This period is epic. No turnovers. Mono a mono. And they win for and they ate. I mean, both quarterbacks played pretty well. Aaron Rodgers just played a little better. Yeah. Even though... Um, what's the receiver? Uh, you know, Nelson may have gotten away with a small push off because I was surprised that he actually broke away from uh, from Rebus like that. Like I saw that play, and I was just like, "Did he really get enough separation?" And it seemed like just enough. Yeah, it did look like a little push off. Yeah, yeah. And even Rebus said, you know, there was a push. They didn't see it. They didn't call it because I was shocked for him to actually get that separation. Rebus was all over him and Cobb. You know, so, so man, epic, epic, epic battle, dude. I mean, I could watch that for the Super Bowl. I really could. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be mad. Mm. Well, I would because I yeah. want to see Tony Romo in there. But, yeah, um, JB. 
Yeah, unfortunately, all I had to do was rely on the uh, Sports Center and and um, the NFL Network because the the Falcons Cardinals game was playing instead, which I was not happy about. I wanted to see this because this this was the MMA of quarterback versus quarterback. You're talking about Lambeau, the historic Lambeau Field in in ideal football weather for Lambeau Field. We're talking about two. Arguably greatest quarterback to play the to play the game. Going on one on one. They're both what uh eight and what one's eight and three, the other was nine and two. I mean it's it's not like two scrubs. I mean these were the best of the best and I if I do recall, we had these two teams as the top two teams in our power rankings. Yeah, along with the, along with the rest of the world, so <laughs> we're not unique there, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. We had them out there. I don't care who else. This is this is this is TMB right here, and they didn't let us down. That that was a great game to watch. Unfortunately, like I said, all I could do was watch the uh, the highlights of it and and read about it. But I can't wait to see that on NFL Network when they when they do the um the replays and show the entire game. I'm gonna watch that. Mm. Um, two things. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, period. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Um, I so can appreciate Tom Brady's reaction when he knew the game was over. And if y'all, EJ, you missed the game. I think, Train, you caught it. Um, And Tom Brady was not happy with the fact that he was not getting another chance to win this game. And you can tell he was not happy with what he was mouthing, and I won't repeat it. Uh, this is a family show. Um, but here's a guy, 37 years old, five Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl, um, three Super Bowl wins, and you would think, I mean, doesn't matter. I mean, he wanted to go out there and win that game, but you just, you just kind of knew that even though these guys say all the right things, it's not me versus him, it's team versus him, but you just kind of knew that this was Brady versus Rodgers. And Rodgers uh-huh. wanted to knock off the guy that he used to watch when he was in high school, <laughs> you know. And Brady wanted to reestablish himself as the best in the NFL. This was his chance to just say, okay, you know, we've won, uh, um, you know, seven in a row. He's won seven out of eight. Um, you know, we're both playing lights out. We're both MVP candidates, blah, 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 blah. But I'm Tom Dog on Brady up in here. You know, kid, you know, you, you, you're good. You're good. But here, I'll throw you my jersey. Okay, you're good, but you ain't me. And you just, I just got the sense that Brady just wanted to lay his, to smack his down. And he didn't do it. Not that he didn't try. Not that, he, not that it was his fault, because it is a team game. But he took it on his shoulders. You know, I got to, I got to, I mean, this guy wants to win. That hunger, you know, I just, I have to, I have to respect that hunger. So, um, and in my opinion, loyalty aside, this could be, that could have been a Super Bowl preview. Man. I think there's two, I think the two Super Bowl participants from last year are going to want to have something to say about that. But that could have been a Super Bowl preview right there. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be mad if it, if it boy, I would, boy. Well, if Dallas does not make it, 
then I wouldn't be mad to see them rematch in the Super Bowl either. Yep. You know, down there in 75-degree Arizona weather, desert, you know, no wind, you know. What a game. That, 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 would, be, that would be a heck of a game. Yeah, Sorry. and and give give it up for for Bay Area quarterbacks because that's where uh, both Rodgers and and Brady are from. Mm-hmm. Give yep. it up to the Bay yep. for, for producing um, those two top quarterbacks there. Dude, that was like a chess match, man. Yeah, and you know, Checkmate. the other thing is when when Brady and Manning play, they're very similar, tall pocket passers, and yet you got to see two completely different styles. You know, the more mobile can move around and make plays and, you know, Brady's the more, you know, he moves a little bit, but he's, he's going to pass. He, he ain't scrambling. You know, that's not his game. And where Rodgers will take off in a second and get that first down. So you got to see two different styles too, you know. I enjoyed the game. It was a good game. Um, all right, power rankings. First time in a while, the Dallas Cowboys are not on the rankings. I would file a protest, except I agree. <laughs> so I can't. Um, <laughs> um, you know, pretty much the first four teams are pretty much, you know, it's pretty much status quo. Every ranking you look at, the first four teams, it's really that fifth team again, just kind of where Dallas had slid in, and now they're down to like eight in most rankings, somewhere between seven and nine. Um, but, you know, you've got teams – uh, now the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the Colts, the Cowboys, the Bengals, they're kind of all floating in that five to nine range. Those eight and four, or maybe a nine and three team that's dropping like the Cardinals. Um, they're all there. But the other four teams, they're all nine and three. Um, so for the TMV power rankings, We've got number five at the Arizona Cardinals, and it's simply only because they were three last week. Um, so that's why, as I said, our rule is um, if it's a tie, then whoever had the higher ranking last week will win the tie because you're not going to lose out to a team um, if you are higher right, ranked higher. So number five, TMV power rankings for this week, Arizona Cardinals. Number four, and it really flip-flopped in many of the rankings between three and four, um, most people had number four, the Eagles. Um, most of the rankings did. And most people, like we have, number three, the Denver Broncos. Um, and, and really, when you get past that, everybody, every site I looked at had number two, the New England Patriots, and number one, the Green Bay Packers. There's really no disputing that right now. The Packers are undisputed, number one. The Patriots are number uh, undisputed number two. A vast majority of sites had the Broncos at number three, and a vast majority had the Eagles at number four, although a few had them flip-flop. But when you get to five to nine, all bets are off. Those teams are all kind of muddled in together. So so those are our par rankings. So we're, we're, we are right in line with what all of the other ranking authorities are doing. So I'm happy about that. Um, all right. Uh, as we – Who's our fifth guy again? I'm sorry, I, I missed that. Cardinals. 15. Oh, okay. Cardinals was our 15. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Let's go to rant sessions. Uh, no bona fide or bona front tonight as we do not have K-Star. Uh, unfortunately, I don't 
I don't necessarily have a – I haven't done a um, first take segment in a while, so I will bring that back next week. I will take on first take next week, so stay tuned for that. So let's go to uh, individual rants. K-Star is not here. Um, Dr. Train has one about a rude cyber fan who is getting pursued by the police. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm over tonight, dude. So, man, it, it's one that I was gonna, I was gonna bring up a few weeks back, especially after I, I saw what was what was being said, something being said to Mark Tresson about his daughter after the Bears lost the game. So I don't know what's gotten into people, and, I, and it's really an issue with people, is that because we have Twitter and Facebook doesn't mean you just go on there and say what you want. But, of course, this whole thing, when people take this freedom of speech thing too far, it's one thing if you want to say something about the player or the coach within the con- within the confines of football. Anything outside of that is uh, it's just wrong. All right? It's wrong and it's unnecessary. You don't know them outside of football. You don't know what kind of person they is outside of football. All you know is he didn't coach a good game. All you know is he dropped a touchdown pass. You don't know anything outside of that. But fans, I find it funny that fans are able to get on there and they want to talk about coaches' daughters. They want to talk about folks' families. These these just have to shut down his because people want to come at him about his family. You know that dude is crazy. So if he finds you, you in trouble. And you better hope he ain't making a list of people for when he reti- for when he actually retires. Because after he retires, I think that dude will fight. Matter of fact, I might be checking out the UFC to see if he's going to make himself a second career or something. <laughs> the, dude, the dude will fight anybody, I promise you. But I just find it crazy that fans want to step up. And you know if you saw this 220-pound, 6'5 dude, in the street, you wouldn't be saying it. Matter of fact, let's take it to linebacker size, 264-pound, 6'4 dude in the street. You wouldn't be talking that way. But yet, they find a way to do so. It's, it's, it, it, it really is just out of hand. Keep it with the confines of football. You keep it with the confines of football, I have no problem. Don't take it outside of that. All right. All right, I'm done. I got it. I got, I got, I got nothing to add to that. Well said. Yep, agree a hundred percent. I'm actually not too far off from where you were going, um, so I'm just going to roll with mine. Um, you know, we touched on a little bit earlier, and, and you know, in in lieu of everything that has been going on um, over the last several weeks, I find myself disappointed in our in 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 the, in the citizens of this country. I find myself disappointed in football fans. I find myself disappointed in people. And I believe in people. I've I've spent 20 years helping people build assets as part of my career. Taking people with a little bit and help them have more. Taking people that have one situation in their life and helping them have a better situation. I've spent 20 years of my life doing that, whether it's helping someone buy a house or fix their credit or 
go back to school or whatever. I've done various things for 20 years because I believe in people, believe in the good in people. I believe most people are good. Um, when I look at Ferguson, I believe that that's not that, – that problem of the riots is criminals looking for a reason to be criminals. It, it doesn't reflect on the citizens of Ferguson. I don't believe that. I believe those are people that are just that would have committed crimes anyway, the bulk of them. I don't believe that's rational, reasonable people that got pissed off and said, okay, now I'm going to burn down a business. I don't believe that. I believe in people. But I got to tell you, my belief in people has so been shaken. Um, you know, and, and, and just to give a few examples, you know, I mean, Michael Vick, was in jail for 18 months, 19 months, lost millions of dollars. And to this day, the guy still gets harassed because of his dogfighting conviction. Why? He paid his price to society. He paid a, steep, steep, a steeper price than we could ever relate to on so many different levels and has been an activist for um, animal rights. And yet people give him a hard time. I, I, I don't get it. People judge Adrian Peterson. Like, do you understand the culture of the South? And if you do, then why would you judge him? Should that little boy have been, should there have been welts on a four-year-old's body? Well, I tend to think there shouldn't have been. I think he's going to learn a valuable lesson because of that. But now we move on, right? Shouldn't we be moving on, you know? And now we all agree that Ray Rice won't get a job this year. If he does, we'll all be surprised. But why do we feel that way? He should be able to get a job. We should be able to move on, and he should be able to go to work. I am disappointed, and it really hit a peak of my disappointment with all of my discussions on Facebook about different things and people denying that racism exists and, and wanting to bring up other, other topics instead of dealing with the issue. And then Jared Cook, who's one of the – five Ram players who um, held his hands up as a form of solidarity posted a picture and his note with this picture that he posted said, messages like this all night and morning, prayer is powerful. And a guy, and I'm going to say the guy's name because if I have met this guy, I'm going to punch in his nose, Paul Indre. If Paul Indre is out there, come find me, bro. He says, you are an a-hole to Jerry Cook. You could have inside a riot inside enclosed dome by being a stupid ass. F-U-N-word. Just let that marinate, ladies and gentlemen, Madden co-host. Let that marinate. This guy is saying that the act of peaceful protest could have inside a riot by calling him a racial slur. Just go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Let that marinate. Let that sink in. I'm mad at you for your right to express yourself, and I'm expressing myself by calling you a racial slur because you could have started a riot. You. I, I just read it over and over again, and I said, what, what's wrong with people in this country? What, what are we dealing with here? This is a guy who felt that he was entitled to call this black man the N-word 
with everything that's going on in the press today, with all of the Ferguson stuff that's going on, and you call him the N-word because he could have started a riot, but not you. You, Mr. Andrake, aren't, aren't starting anything. You're not doing anything wrong. We have to learn to accept our differences, and we have to learn that we can be disagree. We can disagree without necessarily being disagreeable. I'm going to leave it there. JB, you didn't send anything in. Do you have one, or do you want to move on? No, after you said that, that takes the cake. Even if I had one, I'd shut my mouth up. Well said. Thank you. All right. This week's MVPs. Uh, well, since you don't have a rant, I'll let you do, because I like your MVP. JB, who is your MVP? Yeah, my MVP, um, and, and I wanted to make sure that because there were so many possibilities out there, I, I, I really felt like this one was, was warranted because of the discussion we've had um, a couple of weeks. My MVP goes to Drew Brees. Yeah, buddy. Definitely, and and he deserved that and then some. He took a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book, told everybody basically with his play, relax. I am Drew Brees. I am the leader of the Saints. Five touchdowns, my... no interceptions. Five touchdowns, Five. passes, no interceptions. Five. I, I, I feel like, uh, remember, uh, Eddie Murphy? One, two, three, four, five, five. Yeah. Eddie Murphy doing Bill Cosby. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yep. five and on the road, mind. I mean, let's let's put it in perspective. On the road against a Steelers team that needed that W just as bad as they did, if not even more so, because of the 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 division that they're in and the crux they find themselves in within that division. Still winning a Steelers town and got a victory. Love it. Had you not said it, I would have said it. I wouldn't picked another one, but train. Yeah, definitely a good one. I just went with another quarterback, man. I just went with a, a, a nobody. Ron Fitzpatrick with six touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? I just I just wanted to do it. You know, I don't even like taking quarterbacks for MVPs, but, you know, the fact that there's nobody got six, hey, I'll give it to him. Was it six I would or five? give it to him. It was six, bro. You say it was six. six. Okay. Count them. Okay. One, two, three, okay. four, five, six. Okay. Fitzpatrick uh-huh. said, I am. Aaron Rodgers today. <laughs> yeah, he nailed his inner Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I have to like that pick. I don't like Fitzpatrick overall, but I have to like that pick because this is a guy who got benched, lost the starting job, comes back in after an injury to the new starter and lights it up. So that's a lot. there's a lot of character to do that. So um, And mind you, yeah. one was put to a defensive lineman. Right, right. Although, let's be honest, that defensive lineman could probably start on many teams as a tight end. He wasn't such a good man. What? Lineman. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just he's just a freak of nature. 
You know, I mean, he's a he's a freak of nature. But I mean, I mean, you know, when you look at you look at a Julius Peppers, former basketball player, that's a guy who could, could have been a tight end too. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, since we're talking about channeling our Aaron, inner Aaron Rodgers, my MVP was the actual Aaron Rodgers. I mean, frankly, you go you you go in now. I knew he was home, but this was a situation where if 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 the Patriots had won. You really can't, you know, you can't. If it had been the other way around, they both play well, but the Patriots won. What do you say? Well, you know, wow, no one can stop the Patriots. Belichick, Brady, you know, Aaron Rodgers gave it a, he gave it a good old try, but geez, you know, Tom Brady. But no, man. I mean, Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. There's, a, there's, there's an old saying in sales. In sales, you act as if, right? You. Like, I'm going to get this sale. That's what they teach you. You go out there and you act as if. Well, this dude act as if he was the best quarterback ever. Like, he just went out there like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about Tom Brady. And he went out there and played. Um, both played well, don't get me wrong. But, you know, if anybody I thought might have shrank a little bit of the two, I would have said Aaron Rodgers. Because you're playing Tom Brady. That's what Tom Brady does. That's what he does to Peyton Manning. So why would I think he wouldn't have done that to Aaron Rodgers? Well, he didn't. So I got to give Aaron Rodgers all the credit in the world to hang in there and, you know, play at the highest level possible and beat, for my money, the second greatest quarterback ever to play this game, for my money. So, all right. I just say Let's still that that's the... epic. That game is still epic, too. Oh, it is epic. <laughs> it is epic. It is, it is the type of game, like I said, I want to see my Cowboys obviously go far, but if that doesn't happen, then I have to admit that I would love to see that game again, you know, on a neutral field, um, you know, with weather not being a, a, an issue, and just see these guys go at it. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Dr. Train, you said you were mobile. Are you in position to do the fix six or not? No, uh, you, you're going to have to do it. I don't, I don't have a way to write stuff down, okay. man. All right, I got you. I got you. All right, so just a quick review of where we are up to date. Uh, week 13, uh, bringing up the rear, K-Star, probably another reason why he didn't make it in to, to the show tonight. He was 2-4. and four. <laughs> uh, Dr. Train and JB were uh, right down the middle there at 3-3. Three and three. And uh, the, the the omniscient one, the NFL Oracle himself, Commissioner T, four and two, which means, of course, I closed the gap by two games on K Star, who had a four game lead on me. Now has a two game lead. So bringing up the rear, Doctor Train, forty four wins and thirty three losses. Now, guys, just think about that for a minute. He's the worst right now of the four of us, and he's still well above five hundred in picking games. 44 up, 33 down. That's pretty doggone good. Um, next, uh, one game ahead of him is JB at 45 up, 32 down. And then there's a little bit of a gap with Commissioner T, the NFL Oracle, 48 and 29. So that gives me a three-game cushion on JB, four games on train. But right now, but I did cut the gap in half on K-Star, so now K-Star is only two ahead of me. Um, he's got uh, hit the milestone of 50 and 27. And we've got um, uh, four more weeks of regular season games to go. So um, let's get into our picks. 
So we've got the Ravens seven and five at the Dolphins seven and five, and we'll start with JB. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Ravens on this one. Uh, the Dolphins they looked too sloppy last night in that win against the Jets. Take nothing away from the Jets. They actually they they played, they played, they they balled out last night. Uh, they just shot themselves in the foot. So I'm going with the Ravens on this one. They should be eight and four. Uh, the, the Phillip Rivers should have gotten consideration. I almost put him in there, if not for the much maligned Drew Brees. He had a sensational game. Um, so uh, with that being said, I, I see the Ravens coming out angry, and I'm going to get them to dub. Dr. Train. Uh, I'm going to agree with uh, little brother Jay, man. I'm going to go with the Ravens, man. Um uh, Dolphins have they, they they played a decent they played a pretty good season they they played a competitive season heck they beat us so I can't really complain but uh, I think the Ravens the Ravens go in there and get one and keep that keep that AFC North really really undecided on who it's going to be. Um, Ravens were robbed. There's, there's, you know they were robbed. That was pass interference that they didn't call. Um, and uh, gave the game to to um, San Diego, um, and they are going to be pissed off. So I'm going to go with the Ravens, I, and I think they're a better team than Miami. I think Miami's just a year away. They're on their way, though, but not this year. Um, Steelers, 7-5 and five at the Bengals, 8-3-1, and one. and let me just say that that half game, that tie is just looming bigger and bigger, which is why the NFL needs to get rid of them. You play to win the game. Hello? All right. Um, yeah, if I had it, if I, 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 I have to go digging for the soundtrack or I play it. So, uh, Dr. Train. Man, I'm going with who they? All day. Let's go Bengals, man. Still think they still think it's their division. Okay. JB, you no, know, my 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 mouth wants to say Steelers because of the uh, the way they played this past weekend, but my gut says Bengals because with AJ Green coming back, they just seem like a different team altogether, and they're at home on top of it. So I'm going to take the Bengals. All right, um, and I do have K Star's pick. K Star actually went with the Dolphins um, over the Ravens, so maybe I can gain another game on them. Um, and, of course, K starts picking the Steelers to take off the Bengals. So I'm going to go with the Bengals, too. Um, the, K- the Steelers have just not been consistent, you know, period. They've been up and down. And uh, on the road in Cincinnati, I don't like their chances right now. So I'm going with the Bengals. All right, JB, Colts 8-4 and four at the Browns, 7-5. and five. We are waiting to hear if Manziel or Hoyer will be starting. Colts at the Browns, who you got? Um, this is actually, I think, a little bit tougher than folks may realize. Um, I'm going to go with the Colts in this one. The uncertainty for the uh, between Hoyer and Manziel might work in their favor because Colts may not know who to uh, game for. But when you got Luck, you got Reggie Wayne, um, it's a tough offensive combination. So I'm going to go with the Colts. All right, Dr. Train. You said it when you said when you got luck. How can you go against luck? <laughs> coach, not fixing a dysfunctional team whose head coach don't know who you want to start as a quarterback. 
get his life together. There you go. Well, I don't think it's going to matter if they start Hoyer, if they start Manziel, or if they bring Brian Sipe out of retirement and start him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think the Colts are just going to have too much. So I'm going with the Colts. Train, we've got the Chiefs, 7-5, and five, coming off a loss to the Broncos, and we've got the Cardinals at 9-3 and three, coming off two consecutive losses. Uh, so both teams reeling. One will get a win. Who do you got? Man, this is kind of a tough one. Um, Carlos are struggling at, at, as y'all say, the most important position. Um, but their defense is still there. Patrick uh, Peterson will have a day off in this game. He won't be facing the Julio Jones. He kind of opened his mouth too soon. And you got to play ball. You know, talk trash, you got to back it up. Uh, but um, I think I will give the Cardinals a hit. I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one at home. Cardinals, okay, Cardinals at home. JB. Yeah, that that sounds like a, a good pick, too, to go with the Cardinals. Um, as much as I want to say the Chiefs, boy, and I really, really want to say the Chiefs, um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, too. Um, K-Star has the Colts in the last game. Um, so we're all unanimous on the Colts. K-Star also has the Cardinals. And I'm – Jay, you took the words right out of my mouth. Something tells me to go with the Chiefs, but I just can't get there. Um, I think Stanton's going to have a bit of a bounce-back game. And, um, and and the Cardinals, you know, being home, the Cardinals' defense, I think it's going to show up. Um, but, man, I you know, everything says – I don't know. I just don't. I, I think this team is better than losing three in a row. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna reluctantly go for the Cardinals here, even though I said Seattle was gonna win the division. Um, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals here. But man, I don't like this one. I don't like it at all. It's not fair. All right. Uh, next, uh, my game of the week. Frankly, next to the Cowboys and Bears, Seahawks eight and four traveling to Philly. Uh, to play the Eagles, who are nine and three. Uh, let's start with Train. I'm st- I'm still shocked. Um, not so much that you guys lost, just how you lost is uh, it's a bit shocking. You know, the separation in the score. But even with that, I don't I don't. Uh, and with Philly being at home, I still think Seattle comes in there and uh, uh, Legion of Boom. Shows uh, welcome Sanchez and NFC. So <laughs> we'll go to Seattle. Okay. JB. This is a lot like the uh, the last game. Uh, as much as I want to say the Eagles, I, I got to say the Seahawks. And, and the only reason why I, I really uh, I, I want to say the Eagles is because the Seahawks got to travel cross country. Uh, I don't know if it's a late game or a 1 o'clock game. I, I, I can't remember and I don't have the schedule up right now. I really want to say Eagles for that reason, but because of how Seattle's been playing uh, and the fact that they probably have enough tape on Sanchez and how he's running this offense to make the necessary adjustments to uh, bring him back down to earth. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks myself. I don't have it in front of me. Something tells me this might be the Sunday night game. But um, uh, I will look it up. 
Um, Seahawks. I'm just going to leave it at that. Going with the Seahawks on the road. Uh, uh, JB, Patriots, 9-3 and three on a roll at the Chargers, 8-4. and four. Phillip Rivers' name still being bounced around as an MVP candidate. Uh, who you got? And, and rightfully so, but I'm going with the Patriots. Sorry, Brady, and like you said, and, and I was thinking the same thing, he wanted one more shot, and you, I know he was salivating. I could, I could feel it without seeing the whole game, just looking at the replay. He wanted that one. He's going to want this one, too. So I'm taking the Patriots over the Chargers. Dr. Train. Man, I want to take the Chargers so bad. It, it, it's one of the teams that I like. And then it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rough week for me because uh, this is the first playoff week of fantasy football, and I'm debating between Rivers and Bridgewater because Rivers has been struggling a little bit. He may have his moxie back, but the Patriots are a tough team. Um. Yeah, after all that, I'm still. I'm just gonna go with the Patriots, but I may change my mind before the Sunday night. I will send an email, but right now I'm going with the Patriots. Patriots Chargers is a Sunday night game. Seahawks and Eagles is the four o'clock game on Fox. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. Um, uh, I just, I just don't see. I just think. I mean. Yes, everything JB said, everything Train said. I think I think the Patriots. Um, all right, um, I've got a good pep talk, of course. Yes, sir. Before you wrap up your pep talk, man, I, I do want to say, even though I did the pick, pick up the pick six, I want to say there's some other notable games on here, man. Like really, really notable games. Like teams are fighting for their division. I mean, you have the Saints and Panthers. You got Packers and Falcons. You know, those two games are watched because they're fighting for that division. You got our game, to be honest. Chicago is still mathematically good. And if we just so happen to get lucky and <laughs> win this game and beat Dallas and some other teams drop down to the 9-7 range, mainly you and San Francisco, and even, yeah, we may even have a chance. So just I just wanted to, I just wanted to note that there are some other notable games on here. Uh, keep an eye on. Okay. Noted. Um, my pep talk is, and, and it's funny that I wanted to pep talk my Cowboys um, briefly as I watch the Dallas-St. Louis replay on NFL Network. Why they're picking this game to replay now, I have no idea. Um, but there was a scramble that Tony Romo did on this on one of these drives and it reminds me that Tony Romo has a hurt back, and I'm not making excuses, but I'm stating a fact that last week he just didn't have enough time to rest in between games. That four-day turnaround time for his back was not enough. That's just the reality of it. It's not an excuse. He's getting paid $100 million to play football. You go play football. But, you know, I think we're going to see a different Romo Thursday night but that back was an issue. He just wasn't himself. If you watch any of the Cowboys games and then you watch this one, you can see. I've just watched. They just showed the replay. And just looking at his mobility and how he's able to move around against St. Louis and now watching him against uh, the Eagles and the bad passes and 
you know, he wouldn't really scramble. And a few times he just went down when they were back there. I mean, Romo never just goes down. He always does his little spin move or something. His back just wasn't right. That's just the reality of it. I say that to be encouraged because his back will be okay Thursday. Good enough to play on a much higher level. Um, but listen, with all due respect to my colleague, Dr. Train, who's certainly going to be pulling for his bears, and, and I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Jay and I ran track, and we can tell you a lot of stories about it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And this is it, Dallas. Here we are again. Um, you know, you're at 8-4. and four. You, you have a chance to get over 500, you know, for once and for all. You have a chance to – this must be Cowboy Night because now they're showing Cowboy Seahawks. Um, you've got a chance to really get something done, and it starts this Thursday. I think even Train would admit at this point Dallas is the better team. I think even Train would admit right now this is a game Dallas should win. doesn't mean he's not going to root for his Bears, but I think conventional wisdom is Dallas is the better team and they should be able to go in here and get a win. But is that going to happen? Well, this is it, Dallas. It was not that long ago that people thought, considered you the best team in football. Mm-hmm. You know? You beat the, this game I'm looking at was Dallas against Seattle. You manhandled these damn, these guys. Punched them in the mouth. Played at a level that I haven't seen you play at in a long time. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go into Chicago and punch them in the mouth? Or are you going to go and lay down? Because if you lose this game, I'm telling you now, you're hurt. Forget being eight and five, and no, you're you're really going to hurt your chances of getting in the playoffs. If you look around NFC at the records, at the schedules of the teams you're playing that you're dealing with. Eight and five is not where you want to be after 13 games. You want to be nine and four. Nine and four, you're in the mix. Nine and four, you're right there. We hope Seattle can go in there and take out Philly. You know, Arizona's at nine and three. They've got to face um, the Chiefs. Could they go down? You know, we don't. We, you know what I mean? You have a chance to make a move, Dallas. This is it. You know, it's time. Just go win this game. I don't care about – I'm not thinking about nothing else. Win this game. Just win this game. And the last comment is, Tony, you finally said something that had me encouraged. You said, I haven't – I didn't play well, but you can bet that I will play well next game. You can bet on it. It wasn't R-E-L-A-X, Aaron Rodgers. But for Tony Romo, that was big. So, now nah, I just want to see it. And with all due respect, I do wish Dr. Train Luck as a friend and a colleague, but I hope we go in there and whip the ass. You lose that, man. You're coming into the Bears' den. They, 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 they are, they're bipolar right now, bro. Just letting you know they're bipolar. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to well, get. Yeah, you, you don't know what you're going to get. And uh, everybody seems to get up to play Dallas. You know, everybody seems to find something in their tank to play Dallas. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, all right. Um, good show, guys. Great show. Good stuff. Uh, Dr. Train, any final thoughts, comments, any final words? Well, man, I should be watching this game uh, at the uh, my favorite sushi place. Hopefully my coworker can get out 
and get out and, and come with me. I want him to get a chance to enjoy. He hadn't. He, he likes to watch football, but he hadn't had a chance to enjoy a game, so I invited him to come out with me. So at least my game is played Thursday. That way, if I um, I can go on Sunday with a clear head and just enjoy football <laughs> with no emotional interruptions. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right, yeah. JB. Final thoughts, comments. Yeah, real quick, we're going into the the home stretch now, last quarter of the the season. And um, looking at the games that are coming up, especially uh, closer towards the the final week of the season, I realize I need to rub all the pennies and nickels and dimes together that I can so I can get that NFL uh, package so I can watch all the games every single week. Because this is what you call real deal TV, soap opera style TV. Can't miss anything, or you're going to miss everything. So uh, it, it's been a great season. I look forward to the, the final finish. All right. Well, I want to thank the schedule makers, even though I don't like the fact that Dallas had three games in 12 days. You actually did me a favor because Sunday I need to drive up to Boston for a Monday meeting. And uh, the fact that the game is Thursday night means that I can go up early on Sunday, get to my hotel in time to catch the Philly-Seattle game. And I don't have to worry about missing the Cowboy game because they will have already played. So thank you. Thank you, NFL. Um, I would have rather Dallas had actually been playing Monday night. But on the other hand, if we can go in here and get a win, then we've got 10 days before we have to go see Philly on Sunday night. And uh, that 10 days will be needed. But let's let's try to take care of this Bears team. But anyway, um, I think I'm done. I think that's it. Uh, Great show. K-Star, feel better. One of these days, um, you know, Come and join us. Good to have you back. And, oh, and let me just say this. K-Star's child is due any day. So um, we will be doing a TMV watch for the birth of K-Star's first child. But um, it's, this is the month, so it could come at any time. So stay tuned for more on that. So uh, for JB, for Dr. Train, I want to thank everybody for joining the Madden Voice. And remember, here on the Madden Voice, just like in the NFL, all feuds are settled on the field. See everybody next week. Mm